morning tip. Good afternoon. It is September 26, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are we doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Being a teacher is hard enough. Being a little kid teacher has got to be even harder, but let's take it to the next level. There's a Pennsylvania school district that is having 17 sets of twins starting kindergarten over three schools. If you looked at your roster and found out that you were having six sets of twins in your class, you think you'd just be done? You think, you know, you like childcare, but this is just, it's too far, you're done. You gotta find a different profession. This, this, this is way too hard. It's not making it any easier, but are you really, you, you know, the, it's always going to be kind of a wasted effort because no kid stays in the same grade forever, right? So they're constantly moving on and moving on to someone else's problems. So this is this is a temporary effort. I think that's that's the worst part about this is the payoff is is just for this year. I didn't even think about that, that you could be a second grade teacher right now seeing this wave headed your way. And if these schools these elementary schools, if they combine at the middle school level, there could be even more sets of twins that are just invading and tricking you as they're getting smarter. It, it, seems, it sounds like a real challenge. I'm glad that that is not something that I have to come across in, in my line of work. I think, I think this is how you plan your retirement. If you're, if you're the sixth grade teacher, it's like, okay, it's uh what four years, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. And this is it. I'm, I'm not doing this no more. Or, you know, I'm not sure at some point if, if do we go by different names? I mean, what do you, what do you, there's no real solution here, right? Because I don't think you go by different names because they're twins. They just look the same. They already have different names. I'm wondering if you can just call them by the same name. Everyone gets a letter. No, I, I, number 412 and 414. It's uh, I, no, no real easy solution here, but you know, we're, we're not really full of a whole lot of solutions. At least we're going to try to cope with some solutions today. And you know, college football is generally not my cup of tea, but there were some entertaining games this past weekend. Some that just can't be ignored. Some storylines that I, 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 they're unavoidable. Like I'm going to try to avoid saying Taylor Swift all day, but you know, I can't avoid talking about this Colorado Oregon game, which truthfully was not much of a game from the get go. The smack talk before and after is far more of the headline here. It ends up being Colorado six, Oregon 42. And that might've been merciful to be honest with you. Um, I'd like to think that Oregon is at full potential and that Colorado is nowhere near that. So I'm not hitting the panic button. I've been happy to be on the Dion bus and the train, the bandwagon, whatever you want to call it over the last couple of weeks. It's been fun. And, I, and I'm just shocked of the, the amount of hate coming out of this, that, that like Colorado was so undeserving of the attention and, and maybe they are, but they may have been undeserving of winning this game, but I don't know if they'd have been undeserving of everything that Dion's done over the past couple of years. I'm shocked that Oregon had so much offense with, all of the attention that Colorado's bringing was now on the spotlight of them, and they had a great time and a great game with it, but they it feels like they didn't want it. It's like they don't want the, the additional fans, the additional traction for all of this. Am I, am I reading too much into this? One thing to point out is you said the all the things that Dion has got done over the past few years. This is his first year. This is all, you know, this, this is all brand new. He, he turned this around so quickly, and even though they got absolutely shellacked, they only won one game last year. He's got the number one recruit in there. He's got a couple of his sons in there. He's got a guy that you know plays on offense and defense. He's an, Amer- an amazing athlete. So not great to get shellacked. They're missing Travis Hunter. He's the one that plays a, a quarterback and wide receiver. I don't think that he changes a, 
you know, basically a 40 point blowout. And like you said, it, it could have been worse. It, it, right from the get go, you could tell this was, this was not, not going to go well, but they already got their upset. They've already won three games. I think this is going to m- really drop down. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was out in, in San Francisco and I was just at a, at a, at a local bar and had guys asking me, you know, like, hey, you know, are they going to put the, you know, the Colorado game on? I think we're going to move away from that. He's like, we're moving away. You know, there, there was Tebow mania a long time ago. There's been other manias. We're, we're moving away from, from the mania where you're having an average fan look at it. Unless, unless USC coming to town, have the reigning Heisman winner. USC, very good this year. Coming to Colorado, once again, Colorado is a 20-plus point underdog, so they are expected to lose by three touchdowns, so it's not supposed to be close. But I think if they upset USC at home, storm the field for a third time, I think this train can continue rolling on. I don't think that will happen, but I think there's still that – was, that, was that is the magnitude of what's going to have to happen. Is They're going to have to have a three-touchdown upset. Uh, I think that's the only way this train keeps rolling. Look, it's it's not really a good movie if if it's four games in and suddenly they're just like, okay, Dion figured it out. He can now compete with Oregon. Like that's that's not how that's not a movie. That's not a story. There's no arc in that. Right? There has to be. We started here and we went there. So the idea that this is such a finished product or this product might be over is kind of ridiculous. I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but I imagine he's going to be there for a couple of years and imagine just what next year alone will be after this year, even with the struggles of this past week and even with the potential struggles going into this upcoming week I, I think that this is this is a momentum of an opportunity to go play for someone like this there they don't have the talent like that and I'm not sure let me ask you this do you think the results of this game if you're a high school recruit right now and you were say maybe you were deciding between Colorado and Oregon do you think this game shifts you in any way I think if you like what Dion's doing I, I think you're, you're you're already locked in he let it, he said he's already changed things around there. He's already getting guys to come in. And it, I think it's only going to grow and become more of a, this is the spot to be for, for as long as he stays there. Uh, he's, he, he was in it at a power five school, but the PAC 12, you know, kind of falling apart. So I could see him wanting to go even to the, to the next level to more of a premier top school, but we'll see. We'll see if that opportunity arises. We'll see if that's something that he wants. This isn't the last time we're going to talk about Dion, and I don't think it's going to be about the constant struggles every single week. They'll bounce back. It, it would have been look if they won. Like, what, what could you just imagine if Colorado won this game? What, what would we be talking about it today? Would be, it, it would. It would have been wild. So to to go on. To, to, to overcome a 20-point, the same thing, like I'm saying, with, uh, with USC. You're going in. When you're a three-touchdown underdog, that, that upset doesn't happen very often. That is front-page news. I, I guess I'm more upset that there seems to be outrage that this team didn't even compete with all this. When you said this is exactly the, the odds that were predicted going into the game. So it shouldn't be a whole lot of shocks. But it, I, I mean, there's, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more gambling in the, in the mainstream. You you saw the video, or I'm sure you saw the video. If you haven't, you you could search it out. There's a whole video that Oregon posted that was the before the game, and Colorado is talking a lot of smack. Uh, you know, Travis Hunter has his own sh- like show. I think on 
this like an internet show. It's uh, on Bleacher Report, but I can see there's definitely a older, you know, fan bases that are saying, "Hey, you're talking all 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 this nonsense. You guys haven't done anything. You're not champions. You've won uh, a couple of games. You're like, wait, wait, wait till you've been there a little bit." So I, I can see where when with someone you know was coming and being the you know the big man on campus, and they don't think they've earned it. Saying, "Hey, oh, hold on, just you, you're you're not there yet. You haven't earned your place." Right, there's no way to really predict this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. More likely to win a college football championship over the next five years. Deion Sanders coaching or Oregon? Deion Sanders coaching. Yeah, so like, go ahead, Oregon. Enjoy your, your celebration this week and knocking someone down who in the next five years probably has a better chance than you. And that's if that's not a wake-up call, oh boy, watch out for everyone else. This was not the only game of the week. There was a far more actual competitive game that was actually between two solid competitive teams, both ranked. That is number four, Ohio State, winning barely over number 11, Notre Dame, 17-14. It's not a pretty ending. Should we just jump straight there? I mean, or do you want to start with the good parts where you guys are winning most of this game? Oof. Talk about a loser mentality there. Well, you're winning most of the game. Uh, it, it was frustrating. Uh, the, the, the whole Saturday was uh, – we, we had previewed, previewed it last week. A whole bunch of fun games, but really the, that was the main game that I was looking forward to. And we've had some trouble in the past, and definitely last year was, was a struggle. So being in the driver's seat it was nice. But, man, you know, you just the, – the way the Saturday just comes crashing down just around your ears is just – it's not the way. Not the way you wanted the weekend to go. So that was definitely unfortunate. Hard to blame it all on one play, but with 15 seconds left, they throw it away as an intentional grounding. Ohio State throws it away and is now in third and 19 with, what, 15 seconds left. And they're able to convert it all the way to the one. And then... Just right on the goal line. And then responsibly get all the way to the line. And and it's... You have to make the stop at third and 19, right? Like, that's... That's where you... Yeah. You have to be able to do that because you're up four. A t- they need a touchdown. A field goal does nothing for them. As well as the time, the time is winding down. So you keep it in front, and then yes, they still get another another shot at the end zone. But there's, there's just, there's not that many opportunities. I mean, you're seeing it and knowing that it's also it's a college team. You, you see pro teams that can struggle sometimes when it's going crazy. You're on the road. The student section's right there. That you know you're getting up to the line. Somebody doesn't quite get up on the line or doesn't set for the full second. And before you know it, you know, there's, there's the runoff and the, and the game's over. So I'm just thinking all of those things are just, oh, it's just the worst when you're, you're trying to make time go faster and you just, you can't make it go faster. Well, it's, it's also helpful if you have the correct number of players on the field at all times for critical plays. It's, 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 it's kind of key to being competitive. It's happened. It's not the yeah. first time it's happened. It'll happen again. It's just to then again, put so much weight on single plays is, Crazy. You know, you could have made a whole bunch of other plays in this game, but man, it seemed like you guys had a really good chance at winning this game. It just sort of slipped away at the very, very end. Rough way to lose, but at the end of the day, we could say Ohio State's probably pretty good, and Notre Dame should still be pretty good. It's it's hard to say you're going to do much with the the one in the L column, but you know, like I said, everyone else might get an L too, so the, you, you could still be in this. I wouldn't I wouldn't cross this team off yet, right? Like there's you were still you were winning this game for 97 percent of it. That's where with, with college football, you can get away with one loss, especially a loss like this. It was at home, but we, we were, uh, you know, an, an underdog. So 
I think I think it was, I think it was a push. I think we were, we were a three point underdog. So if it comes down and you're comparing records and someone has a has a bad record, especially this this loss being in September, we go on a run. But you can't lose a second one now. You lose a second one, no chance at the championship. No chance at all. Well, you ironically have to root for Ohio State now too, right? Because you you want them to be good. You you need this loss. No, to... I don't think so. Because they're also ahead. So yeah, that that's a goofy one. You just you can't be you can't be focused on other teams. You got to focus on yourself. All right. Well, are there are there any other teams we should be focused on from this past Saturday, or or this next Saturday? Uh, just two more games. I just wanted to mention. Uh, started off the day with a with a fun one. FSU survived against Clemson. Clemson seemed to be in control, Whew, pretty much that 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 whole game. And then just uh, just the, the the joke is uh, for a long time, Fort Clemson really had success. You know, a, a few years ago, that it was always Clemson would Clemson. You know, kind of like we do the Chargers chargering. Uh, so they kind of did that to themselves again. So FSU survived that scare, and then uh, Bama looks like they're getting on track. They overcame a halftime deficit to beat number fifteen Old Miss. Just want to, you know, Alabama lost, but like I just said, you can have one loss in college. And it seems like this year there's a lot of parity, a lot of weird stuff can happen. And if there are a bunch of one loss teams against each other, Alabama is going to, they, they can weasel their way back into this conversation. They've done it before. So that's from this past week. Uh, coming up this week, we have Utah at Oregon State, both ranked. That is a Friday night game. So if you're looking for something to do on, uh, on Friday night before all, all the Saturday game starts, uh, we kind of talked about it before, but USC at Colorado, and then the uh, the primetime game is uh, ranked LSU at Ole Miss. So that'll be uh, I think that's at, at six o'clock Eastern. If you're you know looking for what the kind of premier game of the the weekend's going to be, has anyone actually considered that you know w- what if maybe this this team and this coach that's been really good at developing players over the last whatever years in Alabama suddenly gets an offense? Like what if this quarterback suddenly figures it out? I mean. They're still Alabama, right? Like, if this offense suddenly comes together, who knows what they put together, right? There's still a whole lot of potential here. We'll see what happens this upcoming week. But it was an exciting games of Sunday football in the professional league of the NFL. I I wish I could say confidence with, like, oh, yeah, we nailed our picks last week. I can't wait to share all of them this week because it's, it's not going well. I'm not doing great. I, fall, I fell behind, and not by much because you didn't have that great of a week either. It, it's... It's not going well. Do you, do you have any comments on the current leaderboard right now? Where I, I believe we're both. What are we? I'm, I think I'm fourth out of four, and you are second out of four, but only one pick ahead of me. And what? Are you a couple picks behind first place. Shout out to first place. Nate's actually in like the the 95th percentile or something. So he maybe he should be doing picks. Do you want to hear Nate's picks instead of mine? No, no, I don't want. I don't want to hear his picks. I don't want. I don't want to get distracted. You know, I had a uh, see. I just started off rough. I started off rough. I've gotten better every week. I've gotten better every week. Uh, I went from seven right to eight right to last week. I had uh, eleven right. So if I just continue that trajectory, I mean, you'll never catch me. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll kick off this week here. We're going to talk about the first game. It's the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Detroit successful this past week against Atlanta, who was not very good. I I, I just wrote down that Detroit's not bad. Uh, I would buy into Sam Laporta fantasy wise, but you know this Green Bay team will be at home. They come back against New Orleans. They're they're up. They're down seventeen nothing. They end up winning eighteen seventeen. It's a hell of a comeback. Jordan Love looks good. Actually, had a couple plays. I thought he that no look on the on the two point conversion was actually pretty impressive. But 
All that being said, this team was down 17 nothing, and I, I, I just I can't buy into the Packers. I can't buy into the Packers. I, I'm still a denier, and I, and I have to buy into Detroit because of that. So I'm I'm taking Detroit this first week, despite them honestly really not doing anything incredibly impressive since week one. Uh, Atlanta wasn't an impressive win, but uh, who you got week one here? Uh, you mean Thursday night? Thursday we're in week four now. Week four. First game. Yeah, there we go. Game one. There we go. Game one. There we go. I will also be taking the taking the Lions. I think the Green Bay comeback had a lot more to do with Derek Carr getting hurt and just couldn't quite get it uh, get it done at the end with the, uh, the, the missed field goal. So I agree with you where I think Green Bay – I'm not sure if Green Bay is, is good. I, I think they're just kind of more mediocre where I think Detroit is just – you know, they, they might be just like uh, a little bit above average. Yeah, like you said, don't take a ton out of beating Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's very good. Uh, Ritter just, I don't know, you're, you're throwing them out there, but I, I don't see, see see much going on there. Well, we're actually talking Atlanta-Jacksonville is the next game, and Ritter, you brought up not being very good. I'm I'm ready to change this up. I've, I've seen enough. I haven't seen enough highlights to say like, okay, well, this is what it could be if you could just put that together for the entire game. I, I just I don't see this happening. This is going to be a London game, nine thirty wake up on the East Coast here. Heads up for that. Atlanta's two and one. I just don't know how they're going to be able to do this with Ritter. I I think this team has a whole lot of potential, and and I haven't even started to talk about Jacksonville's disaster this past week. But I'm picking Atlanta over Jacksonville still. I'm still doing it because I this Jacksonville offense. You know how they say like uh, you know back in the day, you know Stephon Marbury was a problem. This offense is an actual problem, and that's how the problem should be used. This is not good. This this offense for Jacksonville is terrible. This, this team had time of possession. They hit the ball for 32 minutes, and they managed to only put up 10 points against the Houston Texans and also gave up 37 points to the Houston Texans. How how can you be in on Jacksonville? I was out at the beginning of the year. I'm still out now. I, I might not pick them the rest of the year going forward. I can't believe I drafted Trevor Lawrence in one of my leagues. It's destroying me. I lost again this week. That's two weeks in a row. I probably would have won if I just had a half decent quarterback in there. I, I'm I'm so anti Jacksonville that I have to go Atlanta, and and Atlanta can at least run the ball. I mean, I can't say anything successful that Jacksonville can do right now. And, and go ahead, shock me on what you think Jacksonville is going to be able to do against Atlanta because I I don't have any confidence in them at all. Who you got? I'm going with Jacksonville. I'm <laughs> normally in this spot. You go well. They're kind of kind of even. Both don't seem to have it together. Uh, you know, the home team. Well, they're both playing on the road, but Jacksonville has played a lot of games in London, so I think they are kind of playing at home. So I'm going to just go with experience there. I, I agree with the uh, the Trevor Lawrence. It just I, he's, he's slipping closer and closer to that. I, I keep to, I, I have to more and more talk myself into him, and at some point you just you can't do it anymore. But I uh, I think this is going to be a, be a rough one. Now something else to uh, to mention, like you said, this is a, a London game, first one of the year, nine thirty in the morning. Uh, going to be on ESPN Plus. It will also be cast as a cartoon based on Toy Story. You are a fan of these alternate broadcasts. Will you be watching the regular version or will you be watching the Toy Story version? I do really like Toy Story. Of of the Toy Story, I mean, it's a huge fan base. I'm not acting like I'm the only Toy Story fan here, but I I am one of them. I I'm 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 not gonna buy into this, but I'm I'm curious to it. I will imagine of if this was presented to me as a child, how much I would enjoy it, and I'm disappointed that it's being presented to me now 
at the age of whatever and not not really enjoying it quite as much. I, it's cool though, right? This is good. This is good. We want more fans. Want more people to like football. More people to watch football. If that's easier to digest for kids, or if they think this is an effective way to spend money, by all means, do it. I mean, they weren't doing anything for us, so I'm just happy that the needs are at least being thought about. So that's cool, right? Like, what? Well, well, I mean, is there a show that you would be into? Like, is it? What do you want? The Harry Potter version of all this? Like, what? What would get? What would actually intrigue you? Well, see, I am a grown man, so I just like football, like normal football. But I'm not gonna hate on them trying different things. They've done the the Nickelodeon where they have the slime when they score a touchdown. It's been kind of surprising they've done that for, for playoff games rather than regular season. But what's really cool about football is the majority of the games are on Sunday. They're on Sunday during the day between 1 and 7 o'clock. If you have a young child, perfect timing. If you, There's a lot of other sports. They don't even start on a regular day until 7 o'clock, even on the weekends. So I think this is a great idea, especially with this one starting at 930 in the morning. Here's a cartoon. Here's a way you can teach your six-year-old. <laughs> you, you trick them. With, you're watching the football game. You're having fun. They're having fun because they think it's a you know just a regular cartoon. Have no idea what's going to happen. And maybe it'll help if this game is really terrible. It'll make it more comical with having them uh, play as cartoons. So I think I might, uh, I might have to flip over and check it out. Just see, see what's up. I, I have no idea how, how they're going to make it work, but it's definitely definitely worth it especially with all the tv things going on take swings take swings the worst thing that happens is you just go right back to where you started i you know you know what the problem with it? this is like the 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 bar in like the the miami dolphins bar where they said they did i think they did a shot of tequila every time there was a, a touchdown score they might have a whole bunch of cool presentations on every scoring and exciting play and all this and we might not get any of the exciting plays because of the two teams that are playing so this, I don't want this idea to be ignored just because they weren't able to use the touchdown dance and celebration for, for, for a game where there was no touchdowns. That, I think that's my only flaw of this. That they, they, they might put a whole lot of effort into it, and they might not be able to present any of it. <laughs> what, if the, what if there's no good plays to animate it all? Like, just another punt. Maybe, Here we go. Maybe Buzz Lightyear is uh, really not a fan of the ground game, and he's a big fan of field goals with the ball flying through the air, and he flies, you know, above the ball. Maybe he helps the ball, you, you know, go go through the, the uprights a little bit. Maybe there's some some home cooking there. Well, who would have thought Infinity and Beyond was in London and not in the U.S.? <laughs> uh, moving on, next game, Miami Dolphins. This is the game of the week here, three and zero facing the Buffalo Bills, two and one. Miami scored seventy points last week. That's that's not a misspeak. That's not a basketball score. This is a Miami Dolphins, not the Miami Heat. The Miami Dolphins scored 70 points this past week. Mostert had four, four touchdowns. Anche had four touchdowns. Tua had four touchdowns. Tua was 23 of 26, three incomplete passes, 304, 304 yards. I mean, by the way, Jalen Waddle didn't play. <laughs> they averaged 10.2 yards per play. And we're just unstoppable. I think this has a whole lot more to do with the Miami Dolphins than the Denver Broncos, who quietly put up 20 points in their 70 to 20 point loss. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else can we say? I don't remember ever seeing 70 points. We were talking on this live, and we were kind of just wondering how high will this actually go. Do you think they should have shown mercy, or did they show mercy? And this this actually could have been a lot worse. It was in the third quarter. They were up by a whole bunch and they went for two for some reason. I didn't really get that. But then afterwards, I think they did pretty much show mercy where they were just running the ball. They're running the ball up the middle. And at a certain level, it's, 
hey, this is still professional teams. They, they probably had some of their backups in, but it, it's a run play. It's only supposed to go for maybe three yards. And if you're running off 70 multiple, basically like 70 yard touchdowns, I, I was watching Red Zone and they kept going to the game. I thought it was when you're watching and that broadcast goes to, you know, into another broadcast for a touchdown you've already seen. But then every time I checked the score, the score kept going up. And then I, I jokingly asked you, hey, what's the record? Yeah, they were pretty close to the record. I, and I think anytime you're close to going for the record, you, you throw out the uh, the sportsmanship a little bit. And if you have a chance to cement yourself as, hey, we scored the most points in history, you got to go for it. And I, I think they could have because, would they, did they stop scoring with eight minutes to go, six minutes to go on the fourth? There was, it still seemed like there was a, every time I looked, they have this many points. It, wait, there's this much time left? I just want to point out that I thought this damaged red zone this weekend. Because they show every touchdown. They have to show every touchdown. They show every red zone play. They showed this game, of which it wasn't even a game, way too much, and they had to. There, there's no way. They this, had to. They broke red zone, scoring 70 points in a blowout. Because there's other games going on that are getting real close. It's like, oh, my God, they just scored again. And then you kept watching the score. Just keep It just kept going up. Uh, you know, all right, so they're going to be at Buffalo this week. Buffalo not having a – had a pretty good week the past week as well. They took on the Washington Commanders. They forced nine sacks, one fumble, and four interceptions. Washington was one and nine on third down. Certainly not a, a a win to brag about, but you know it's a win that they had to do. All right, some teams they fell into a bit of a trap this past week, and Buffalo wasn't doing that against Washington. Now they're hosting Miami, who was almighty dominant with a whole bunch of points. I think this should be a really good game, as well as Buffalo's played and as many good games as they have been in over the past couple of years. How do you not pick Miami after seeing a 70-point last week? I don't expect them to score 70, but I, I don't think Buffalo could put anywhere near this offense right now. I, I imagine Waddle will come back, and this offense will be even better. So I'm going with Miami on the road. I I can understand you picking Buffalo, but I, I just – time and place. Like, is last week a fluke, or are you going Buffalo? Give me Buffalo at home. They're not scoring 70 points again, that's for sure. That won't come back to bite me. I just think some of it has to do with Miami, but I think some of it too has to do with Denver. And Denver is not a good team. And I think it's at a certain point when you're getting run all over like that, you just there, there there's no hey, maybe we're gonna come back in this game. There's a little bit of hey, you know, trying to save my dignity, but then it's like, well, I'm not gonna get hurt. We're, we're down by forty points. Like this, this game's over. So I think it can you know run away. And I think Buffalo is able to compete. I think if this, if, if, if you were looking at this game last week, I think you, you'd be picking Buffalo. But because of just what happened, I, I, you know, if you compare their, their last two wins, I, you, you, the, the Patriots, we'll, we'll get to you know, them in more detail later, but barely beat the Jets. And we only lost to Miami by, by a touchdown. And we were, we were you know, <laughs> marching down, had, had a chance to, to tie that game up. So... I, I think you, you just got to get a reel it back in, even with Waddle coming back. They had two running backs that w just absolutely went off, but you can only really uh, – it's, so, it's so many points. It's so many points. But my question for you is how – has there ever been a bona fide bench – like a bo bona fide fantasy bench guy that has scored over 50 points? Uh. Yeah, no. The, oh well, actually, those that wasn't fantasy. I'm thinking the Patriots have always had like this oddball running back kind of thing. They'll have like four touchdowns in like the second round of the playoffs. 
But th- but that's not in the regular season, so that's not actual fantasy. Because I, I was trying to think, I had a, uh, what was it? It's not A-Chain, it's A-Can, I think it's A-Chain now. A-Chain? He, A-Chain, right? It, no, no, I think it was A-Chain, and then he came out and said it, it wasn't. I think it's, I think it might be a, a short A, A-Chan. A-Chan? Uh, I think it's, I think it's A-Chan. Uh, yeah, Devin, Devin A-Chan. Uh, yeah, once you, once you blow up that nationally, then you're able to go to the, uh, the announcers and say, Hey, could you, could you, could you get my name right? That, that'd be great. So I had him in my main league on my bench and what was going on, it was, well, this isn't great. Wow. He has a lot. Of, wow. This is a real lot of points. And then I'm looking at it. There was an absolutely no chance I was going to start this guy. He was projected for a, a moderate amount of points. I, I don't even have killer uh, running backs, but he wasn't even going to sniff my, my, my flex spot with no buy. He had zero points in week one and had one point like something last week. So I, I, I was, I was looking through articles. I couldn't find anything, but I was wondering if there was ever a, like maybe you're going to thought of something of a guy that was definitely a bench player that goes for 50, 50 is a lot. So normally when it happens, it's, you know, somebody that, you know, everybody knows about and just really just puts it all together. You know, a, a Justin Jefferson, it's, it, I can't think of a time where it would be a guy that either is just for sure on your bench, but I mean, he was, he wasn't even a 50, 50. Like I said, there was no chance. So just a, a no chance guy on your bench that just absolutely kills it. So you're not starting him next week. Cause you already picked Buffalo. Buffalo is going to win this game. No, no points for HN. I think he could get points actually as a, as a fantasy option. Uh, uh, it's going to be really tough to pick him up because of what he did. And I don't think you're going to see, that level of points. We'll see if he scores 50 in the next three or four games, but uh, Raheem Mostert, he is not the healthiest of running backs. So he showed he could do it. And assuming uh, the Broncos just aren't the absolute worst defense of all time, uh, even as a, just a handcuff, uh, you know, kind of more premier handcuff, I I would definitely uh, you try to try to pick him up. Uh, What a bullied game. What a bully 70 to 20. Next. And one of the one one of the uh, was it a uh, a kick return? One of them wasn't even the offense for for the Broncos. I think that did happen. I think they they punted and they yeah I think they did run one back. All right, next game. Denver Broncos at Chicago Bears. <laughs> you know what I wrote down? From best to worst at the same time. Do you know what I wrote underneath? I wrote pick on someone your own size. Ah, right, here you go. You get Chicago. <laughs> uh, this wasn't great. This just was bad. I, I mean, what can you, what can you say about Russ other than he put up twenty? Gotta love him. <laughs> just, and but then, he didn't. He didn't. One of them was special teams. Uh, I, I have. You know what? Though, as much as I want to put it all on the offense, I mean, sure. Once it gets out of hand, you, you, the defense isn't really trying. But you know, the defense still gave up a hundred points immediately. Like this was over. Mm-hmm. Like the second was. I, I don't think there's really any winners in this game. Somebody has to win this game, but these are two teams that I, I think are bona fide losers the rest of the year. I'm sorry. They're both 0-3. Somebody has to get their first win of the year. What I think is incredibly unfair for the Bears, and I said this last week, they lost 41-10 to Kansas City. Not exactly you know thriving. Didn't give up 70, but you know 41 isn't a whole lot to be happy about here either. I don't think you could assess anything on here when you have so many weaknesses everywhere else on your team. And it's easy to get on fields, and I think the easiest thing to get on for them is you're down. You lost this game 41 to 10, 
and you only had 99 yards in passing, and you only had 22 attempts throwing. Like, was there any effort to sling this thing around? Like, I understand not having the greatest weapons around you, but it's even the worst teams, even the worst teams at any level, sling the ball around, give up like 20 interceptions, just trying to make it happen. I, I don't know if we should respect him being a ball control managing guy when you're down 41-10. That's, that's not... That's not successful. You don't get to suck and then hope that, look, I'll be the, the young Jimmy G here. That's not that's not winning. That's not what we want you to do. We want you to get better at throwing and get better at offense. And it doesn't seem like they have any interest in doing that. So I'm I'm picking Denver because they gave up more points than the Bears last week, and I think that's the team that will be more upset by it than, than the Chicago will. I don't feel good about it, though. They're on the road, and, they, and it could be the home team Chicago. Who are you going with? I am going with the Broncos. Both of these teams, not good at all. But I think the Bears are even worse. The Bears have their own pick. I'm not sure if the Denver Broncos have any of their own picks. They traded a ton for Russell Wilson and then decided, we're going to trade a bunch for Sean Payton, as well as make him the highest paid coach in in the NFL. Zero wins so far and getting absolutely embarrassed. Oh, man, were people just throwing the comments back in his face that he made uh, in the preseason saying, hey, you know, the guy behind me, you know, he had his problems and, you know, this team, this, this, and that. Well, now you are. You are squarely in the crosshairs. And I think it's a little easy, a little early for a victory lap, but you were thinking Sean Payton was going to come in here and really make a difference, and I was on the – I don't think that you just bring a coach in and he just changes everything. And so I think a little early for a victory lap there, but – it sure looks like uh, I'm starting to load up that those those floats for that parade. Hey, but but this this defense was good last year, right? Like Denver, like I'm not crazy for thinking Denver had a good defense last year. They didn't win a lot of games, but the defense was fine. Like they had more stops in the red zone than like I think any other team last year. The the fact that they didn't double down on that this year, and that the offense, you know, they lose Javante, he tears his ACL, he comes back. Like he's back this year. The story could easily be he's not back till week eight, and that's like one of the reasons the offense struggles and that your your team's missing that high draft pick running back that you needed, and and you don't have it. But but he's back, so like I don't even know what excuses to kind of pin this on. It's just they have a better coach in theory. They they have Russ for a whole other year, at least one year of practicing with everyone, getting to know a whole lot of stuff. And I, I just to go so far backwards to make so many smart moves, I, there has to be a bigger issue with this whole team that I can't really tell you what it is, but there's like a really bad juju feeling across this whole team. They don't seem together. You you only give up 70 points if, if you just totally give up. Like I, like, I don't think any team is truly it's capable. 70 points. No team, no team is that bad to give up 70 points, even the best team in the NFL. At, at some point, you just give in, and they gave in. And I think that's the biggest concern is that you're a new coach, you're three weeks in, and your team just quit on you. That should be really, really concerning. And I had a whole lot of faith in this team because I thought he was going to fix it because I thought they were a good team. Not good. Not good. Got to move on. Got to get away from this 2-0 and 3 yeah. teams. We spent way too much time on two teams that aren't even relevant and won't even be relevant. Next game, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, both 2-1. and one. Both having interesting weeks going in. Interesting weeks the past week here. Baltimore... Is it just standard that the running backs are just going to get hurt week by week every year? Uh, Gus Edward goes out with a concussion. They have one of seven. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of seven starters not to start. Not great. They lose the game in Indianapolis. They had so many opportunities here. The Minshew mustache lives on. Could, couldn't help. Couldn't hold Lamar back. Right. Just 
Didn't do it. Uh, I, I, I'm going with Cleveland just for the defense. I thought Miles Garrett is, is enough of a, enough of a shift to just make this game his. And I don't like what Baltimore is doing or the direction it's going. If, if all those guys start, maybe they'll actually have some offensive weapons, but it just seemed discouraging that they weren't able to outscore Gardner Minshew and that 19 points wasn't enough to win the game either. The defense couldn't stop that. Watson goes tw- uh, 27 to 33 for 289, two touchdowns. It's not great, but it's good enough. And I, and I think they'll be good enough to win at home. I really, I'm into the defense. Uh, I got Cleveland at home. Who you got? I also am going Cleveland. Miles Garrett is terrifying. The Ravens, too many, too many injuries going on. Uh, I, I, I just, they're, they're you, you just you hit the nail on the head saying that the running back situation just over, over and over again. And with, with all of those stars being hurt, Lamar is, is an excellent quarterback, but you can only do so much. Uh, I had not realized how well Deshaun Watson had played uh, because all I heard about was how good the Browns defense was and kind of getting thrown around. Like, hey, is this the best defense in the league? As well as he got wrapped up, was facing the wrong direction, and sure looked like he tried to throw it to his running back that was behind him, but missed him big time and was one of those very bad visuals. So I assumed, oh, he is doing plays like that. That's really bad. But then when I saw kind of at the end, it was that was more the exception than the rule. So I am going to go with Cleveland at home. I feel for Lamar, though. I mean, look, Baltimore and Lamar, I, I don't think they should be mad at each other. Like, they should just be mad at the luck that they've been had to deal with. You know, the whole contract dispute and, you know, truthfully not having, not really achieving the, the – kind of the expectations they've, they've needed to reach the past couple of years is it's just hard. But I still think Lamar is a really good quarterback, and if you could just keep a team healthy around him, I mean, even even just Odell is helpful. Bateman is helpful. He was out. Like, there's there there's ways to help you this team. Be, if you want to be a good team, if you want to be a good team, you can't lose to a backup quarterback at home, even if it is Minshew and all the mania. You just – you can't. And it's not like Minshew was crazy and – pulled off some crazy nonsense. It's, you know, you had overtime, you had plenty of opportunities. You got to, you got to shut the door on that and walk away from home as a winner. I know they have the ball in overtime too. Like you, the, the games it's here. Take it. Just it's there. Indianapolis doesn't even want to win this right game. there. Nope. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. All right. So Joe Burrow played and they won. They're one and two. Now is everything fixed? Like, everyone's acting like, oh, he's got to play. You know, they're 0-2. they got to save the season. Is, is the season saved now? Like, the, he's still injured. He's not getting any more healthy. If he's able to get rid of the ball like he did yesterday in under a second, he stands a chance. But i got a feeling the team coming up the next week is going to have a better idea of how to defend that. The problem is the team coming up next week is the Tennessee Titans, and they got smacked by Cleveland. And it was like, it happened again. Tannehill looked terrible. Derrick Henry gave me four fantasy points. That's... I, I don't know what happened. Did he not play? Did, he, did this team not have the ball in offense? I guess I'm going with Cincinnati. I don't feel good about it. I just I bet on I bet on Tennessee the last couple of weeks, and they've burned me the last couple of weeks. And I'm starting to buy in that maybe that's just who they are. Versus Cincinnati, I've seen Burrow be really good. He was better yesterday. They weren't great, and as long as he's out there, I think they got a better chance than the Tennessee Titans do. And I, I don't I don't feel great about, it, but I'll go with it. Who you got? I'm going with Cincy. The season has been saved from destruction, but hasn't been turned around yet. It has a possibility now. If they lost last night, it was disaster. 
panic everywhere, but now there's a chance they can turn this around. All right, next game, Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. You know, the Rams, they're, they're decent, man. I mean, is, is Cup back yet? Like, are we? can we just get the real offense going? Because it's, it's fun watching all these other receivers do their best Cup impression, but I think this offense could still be pretty good once he comes back. Indianapolis, they were successful. They beat Baltimore in overtime, but, you know, long live the mustache. It might not be enough to overcome the Rams. I, I think the Rams actually are a better team, and it, it does – do you think this team's better with Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson at the moment, like right now, going into this week against the Rams? I think it's more fun with Anthony Richardson. I think it is more fun, too, until he gets knocked out again. It, look, if he's going to rush for two touchdowns, he's going to win a lot of games. But you're not going to be able to live on that diet. Like, that's that's just not good. I think the, the Minshew diet's a little bit easier to live on. Uh, all, all that being said, I'm still going to take the Rams on the road because Indianapolis should be trying to lose. I don't know why they won last week. But uh, who you got? I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, I think there's a uh, there, there's a chance that Anthony Richardson can can come back. Uh, it looks like he's still in the in the concussion protocol as of uh, as of earlier today. But I think I think either way, I think they're they're different quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, different floors, different ceilings. But I, I think the the Rams. I, I just I just don't think they they have all the all the right pieces. Cooper Cup will not be coming back. He uh, was on the PUP list, which means he's out at least the first four weeks. And I have heard no sort of, yes, he's practicing. And no, he's on track. And even when he got put on that list, it still looked like he was still flying around the country looking for a specialist. And that doesn't seem good for a guy that's looking to play football. So I am going to stick with the Colts. If it's Richardson, I, I may switch it. But I, I'm going to the impression that I think it's going to be Minshew. And I'm still going to have the Rams. I. There's just such a wild card with with Richardson. If he comes in like there's, like like what the Rams put up. The Rams lost uh, 1916. So like if Richardson runs for two touchdowns, like they're in the game. Versus I, I'm not sure if Minshew can do that, but I don't think he can also throw ten interceptions or get knocked out for concussion. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, moving forward, Tampa Bay at the New Orleans Saints. Look, Tampa Bay played Philly. Philly was a better team. I, I could pick apart this team and for all the reasons that we weren't in love with this team, but they're two and one, both of these teams, New Orleans and Tampa Bay, you know, New Orleans, if car is healthy, you know, I could look into this a whole different way. You know, they're up 18, nothing at, at, at the first half over the green Bay Packers. Things are going well. Guess what? Alvin Kamara is coming back. Like this is, this is all great. And then car goes out and the offense completely falls apart. The, the kicker misses the 46 yard for the win. And, and, and suddenly it's like, I don't even know if this team's good anymore. And, I'm not sure if I, I liked what I saw out of Tampa Bay yesterday, so I'm, I'm just going to go with New Orleans. But th there's easily a scenario here where Winston isn't able to score any points at all, and this team, even with Kamara back, isn't better than Tampa Bay. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Are you, are you going with Tampa? Like, is, is Baker live on one more week? I mean, they're 2-1. They're there was some success early. No. No, I'm going with the Saints. I think that having uh, Kamara back, I think that's going to help. I think that Winston, there might just still just be a little, little magic there left. Might be able to do something. I don't think that uh, the Bucks are this you know incredible team. I think they they started off and you know got got, got some upsets, but I think going forward that uh, Saints are at home. Uh, a nice little uh, little nugget here. I believe the last time that not the last time these teams played, the last time Mike Evans on the Bucks. And the Saints, Marshawn Lattimore played against each other. There was a brawl, and they were both ejected. So, something to keep an eye on for uh, fireworks there. 
All right, next game, Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Commanders faced Buffalo last week, as we mentioned earlier. They lost 37-3. to And you would think, like, all right, let's just put it behind us. Better luck next week. And then the next week you get to face the 3-0 and Philadelphia Eagles, who just whipped up on Tampa Bay. I- I'm not entirely sold on Philadelphia being good. I think if you go back to week one, it's New England. They win 25-20, to a winnable game by New England. Next week it's 34-28 a win against Minnesota. Again, you know, Minnesota being one of one of finding ways to lose games. And I I, I think Philly's better than the Commanders, but I, I'm not I the more they win, the less I like them. Is that is that strange? That's it's very opposite. This is gonna be a four and team that I think is gonna be a little suspect, but I think they're not gonna struggle to get to four and over the commanders here. Uh who you got? I think the Eagles are actually good. I don't think the commanders are good, so the Eagles are gonna win. Next game, Minnesota Vikings. At the Carolina Panthers, one of one of a team here, man. They are 0-3. They were not able to get everything done against the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I, I don't know if it's a miracle that this team's in the game or a miracle the way the team manages to lose the game. I, it's it's unbelievable. It's every week. It, it's, it's every week. So they, they end up getting the ball after the Chargers go for it on their own 24 on fourth and one, and they don't get it. So the Vikings got the ball back. They, they managed to get this crazy fourth and five with 23 seconds to go. And the 23 seconds go off the play clock. Like they just, just disappears. There's just, there's just a 23 seconds of no play happens the next. They don't know whether to spike the ball. They don't know what play to run. Like this is, this is every disaster. Every time I watch amateur football and I, I constantly mock college players for really not knowing what to do at end of games and this sort of situation happening a lot more at an elementary level. But this is a professional football team that didn't know what to do at the end of the game. They just didn't know what, like, is that, that shouldn't happen. There, there should be, a, there's so many assistant coaches. There's so many staff members. There's so many players on the field. Somebody should just sit up and be an adult and be like, Hey man, we need to stop the clock or snap this damn thing. Cause this game's about to end and we hate, we need a touchdown. It's, it just seems so inexcusable. All that being said, they get rewarded by playing the Carolina Panthers the next game. And I, I can't say anything good about Andy Dalton. Right, like I, I still think that the the Vikings are going to beat the Panthers this week. <laughs> they're both zero and three. Andy Dalton wasn't that, wasn't half bad. I, are you going with them then? Probably. Do you think they're going to beat the Minnesota no. Vikings? No, uh, we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. But I'm just saying, Andy Dalton coming in as the starter, but you you was was the backup throws for 361 yards and two touchdowns. That's that's a decent day. <laughs> You can come out with a lot of wins throwing throwing those. Imagine we can get that out of out of Mac Jones. I, that that that'd be great. That that'd be great. I you know I kind of wanted to come in with the argument that if Minnesota won yesterday uh, Sunday against the Chargers, that I was gonna be like, I think this is the best team in their division still. Like I think this team's better in Detroit. Like I think even the last three games, despite them shooting themselves in the foot, they have played better teams than I think Detroit, and, and arguably have been in better games than the Detroit has. But I. I We'll see how that ages throughout the season right now. They're 0-3, and there's so many rumors going around right now that they're going to trade Cousins, and they kind of should because there's other teams in the league with so many bad quarterback problems and such good teams that they're scratching their head being like, are we a little bit better if we just had that guy instead? I, I, I don't know what the is solution it, are is. Those, are those real reports, or is that Jets fan fiction? Well, I, I think there's a lot of teams right now that if, if there was an injury – like, I don't know, do you think New Orleans saved cars out for the rest of the year? I know it's a week-to-week sort of injury, but what if it ends up coming back that I think it's his shoulder is just is not going to be repaired? 
and they're two and one right now. I, I think that's a team. Sure, you could try it again with Winston, but I, I think if you just threw Cousins in there, like you're you're competitive. I I think no, no, maybe in your in your division. But remember when we did the preview of this, we said that that South, that NFC South. It, well, how far down was it? It was like not one team was in the top ten for Super Bowl favorites, and for sure now we're three weeks in, so stuff is moving around. But I, there, there's you're not Super Bowl contenders, and when you trade draft capital, I think you have to be really sure or really confident, or delusional. So they'd be delusional if they did that. All right, what about Tennessee? Tennessee Titans. They're not better with Cousins than Tannehill? They're not doing anything. All right, what about the Atlanta Falcons? Cousins for Ritter. Cousins no, instead of Ritter. No, no, these teams are not. They, they're they going to be bad teams that one of them is going to have to make the playoffs because of that division. And then they're going to get destroyed once the playoffs come around. I, I think they should trade Cousins. I, I, I think they should trade Cousins. I don't know if the buyers are out there like I what want them to be. What are they going to do next year? I'm not sure. I just don't understand how a team could be 0-3 like they are with Justin Jefferson on their team. And I, I think part, part of them wants to move on from Cousins as well. And I just don't know what the buyer's market is if it's quite peaked yet. And I just I – w- I wouldn't – I would entertain the idea. I wouldn't just send them anywhere, but I, I would entertain the idea. And I don't know if other teams are are doing. It. I mean, I just saw that Colin Kaepernick sent out a letter to try out for the for the Jets. Like he, like you don't think that they they'd be better off with Cousins? The Jets, I think, could actually they're they're one of the like a few where when they had Aaron Rodgers, like it was like this this could work. They got Garrett Garrett Wilson. They had Aaron Rodgers as wide receivers. They had the defense coming in from last year. I think that's totally different than some of these other teams that you're naming. You're just naming teams that have bad quarterbacks, but you need all the other pieces around it to make it worthwhile. Well, the teams. That I don't have... think the Jets. The Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers, so I don't think they have the draft capital now to trade for for the Vikings uh, for for you know, for Kirk Cousins. Well, what if they trade him Rodgers? Why would you take Rodgers? I don't know. You're Minnesota. You you take anything. He's owned you for whatever years. No, he... no. You just you just keep Kirk Cousins. You keep it simple. All right. Your season's over. You're 0-3. Keep it simple for a couple more games. Next game. Then, it's the, it's the, if, you, if, you, if you trade them, okay, now you're extra bad rather than just being not good right now. But then what do you do next year? You need a quarterback next year. I assume you draft one. I hear there's a couple good ones. <sighs> that is a risky game to play. Well, they're not even playing a game right now, so what's the difference? I think that Kirk Cousins is like, – he's not elite, but he's a guy that could be on a good team. The same way they were they were a fake team last year, but that was a fun ride for them. All right, what about the next game here? Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. What about Pittsburgh? Kenny Pickett wasn't anything special. I suppose there's still hope that he could be better, and that's, that's what you're holding out for, but I haven't been very impressed by it. I was much more impressed by C.J. Stroud the past week. He put up 37 points against Jacksonville. Jacksonville might be complete garbage. And, and Houston, I, I don't know if they're really that great of a team either. Pittsburgh, I had a lot of hype on earlier in the year, and I picked them to be a lot more successful this year. So I think this is a game that they kind of have to win. They're 2-1 and one right now. I, I expect them to be 3-1 and one and defeat Houston this upcoming week. And Pickett, man, he's he's shaky, and that's that's being nice. It's, but I, I think that's good enough to beat Houston. Uh, who you got? I am also going with the Steelers. I think C.J. Stroud uh, played a terrific game. I think he's still a rookie, and I think this is a Tomlin special where it just 
better coach is, is going to make, make this happen. So I, I'm not giving up on CJ Stroud, but I just know with these younger guys, there's a, there's higher highs and lower lows. So it would not surprise me if we came out of this going, uh, you know what? We all kind of jumped on that CJ Stroud bandwagon just a tad too quick. Next game, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. They're both one and two. Jimmy G has not been good. And I mean, what is he just averaging three interceptions? The turnovers are just bad and they're happening at the worst time. But, you know, the, the coaching with the, the Chargers, despite having, you know, Herbert goes 40 for 47, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 18 receptions, 218 yards, and a passing touchdown. This team only rushed the ball for 30 total yards the entire game. And yet, on fourth and one, at their own 24, being up, <laughs> being up in the game, what were they up? 28-24. They, they decided to go for it. They ran for 30 total yards this whole game, and yet they're like, no, we can, we can get this one yard. We, we can get this. I mean, we have no Eckler. Mike Williams just tore his ACL, but we were going to get this one yard versus if we punt it and we're up four, our defense couldn't possibly stop them. Like, that's just – am I crazy? Like, where are the numbers on, on saying that you should win this game because you did that? I, I get it's just one yard. You get it, you win. But if you punt it, you don't give the team any chance to score. Like, I, or at least they have to really work for it versus – if you don't get this, they're in the red zone already. Like they're they're at the twenty four yard line. You're so lucky that Minnesota wasn't able to capitalize off this. This team should be zero and three. All that being said, I, I think Jimmy G is the perfect matchup for them next week. They're gonna win. Like Jimmy just can't take care of the ball. I I don't know what else to fix out of all that. But there's no way he, if he's gonna sling the ball like he has the last couple of weeks and compete against Herbert this upcoming week, it's gonna be a field day for the Chargers. I mean, how many interceptions is, is Garoppolo gonna throw this week? What do you what do you got him at? Two. Two? Two and a loss? Two and a loss. Two and a loss. Anything? I don't like pick I don't like I don't like picking the Chargers, but I just think that the Raiders are are, are really bad. And it, it is not just Jimmy G. Josh Jacobs. They they didn't even they even did a little segment where they asked him saying, Hey, you know, you you missed some of training camp or you know you're on the same team and he he didn't really have an answer and they asked the coaches and they're also saying yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't really figure it out. So that seems like a problem if your main star running back is not the the star anymore. So a combination of both. It's the Chargers, even without Mike Williams, they still have some stars on offense. Keenan Allen just looked, looked amazing. So yeah, give, give me the Chargers, but I'm not happy about it. Oof. All right, next game: New England Patriots at the Dallas Cowboys. I successfully called the trap game last week. I, I sniffed it out. I, I, I saw it coming. I warned everybody. I don't think I heard it across anywhere else that this was a really competitive Arizona team and that Dobbs is coming out striking. All right. And he did. He did. Dobbs, Dobbs came out competitive. I also thought Connors had an excellent game running the ball. And if I'm the New England Patriots, seeing how we have struggled to run the ball the last couple of weeks and Zeke's looked a little bit better here and there. I, I would love to have a really good Stevenson game. And I think if we want to have any chance of winning this game, we're going to have to control the ball running it because Mac has been weak and that's being nice. It's just, it's good enough to beat Zach Wilson and that's not good enough to win any other game. I, I don't know how else to say it other than the Jets only rushed for 38 yards against us and we were still only able to win 15 to 10 and which, what do we get a safety on there too? Like it's really 13 to 10. Like the safety, give, give a whole bunch of credit to our team and defense for, you know, actually getting that done and putting some points on the board. But offensively, we have to play better than this, and I, and I just wish I wish Arizona sucked last week and that we could have been the trap game for Dallas because I, 
I feel like they just straight up fell asleep. I mean, that defense is way too good. It was a huge letdown last week, and I don't know how they fall asleep again this week. G- give me some hope. I'm going with the Cowboys at home. I can't. I can't. I just don't see enough firepower for the New England Patriots. But what what can we do? I think if we run the ball, there's hope, right? We we definitely we definitely have hope. Uh, Dallas has had some some unfortunate injuries of of late, so I think there, there there's a possibility there. Our defense has looked real sharp. Every game we've played in has been a one score game, so we we just might be that team that we're just constantly battling these out. Last week, I could not believe that they almost won on a crazy hail mary where it just it just we really had to sweat it out the, the the whole time we couldn't have just put it away that would have been really nice if just like can can we just get one first down just 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 one just one regular first down so you know maybe we're gonna run it some more i'm not really sure but sneaky belichick move i'm not sure if you heard uh will greer was on the cowboys in the preseason uh then he was on the Bengals practice squad we signed him this week uh to, to our squad so we're getting a little inside information as well as we're probably gonna get some inside information from from zeke but our defense i think is actually good uh maybe not as elite coming in as advertised but maybe we can get on track and you know Dak's not <laughs> always this uh pristine all clean quarterback he'll, he'll he'll throw some picks up as well so i'm hoping that we can we can take advantage of that and you know might, might just need i might just need a little special teams help this week you know what would be super encouraging, and I and I doubt this is like a crazy statistic that you don't see all the time, but you know how the Celtics were almost like better on the road at some points, and I think the Golden State Warriors as well. Like, what if what if this New England Patriot team was just a really good road team? I, I like it would make no sense. Like, we just had all these really hard matchups at home, and that we're just killers on the road. I would I would love for that to be the case. I would love to see Mac have a couple good sequences again like it just seems like it's kind of hot and cold where it's like it, when it's working it's great but the he doesn't really have any control of turning it on it, it's it's hard to watch it's there's hope though I, I wouldn't say this is a hopeless one and two team it, it we've been in some games and this is gonna be a really big test for us I, I don't think we're ready for this test but I, I still think that we can be competitive in this game and I wouldn't sell this team short just yet um all right you got New England I got Dallas moving on Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers I just talked a real big game up for Dobbs playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, taking on Dallas last week. He goes 17 to 21, super efficient, 189, one touchdown, nothing, nothing too flashy, but you know, it didn't, it didn't need much. You're, you're taking on the Dallas Cowboys in that defense. Micah Parsons is coming for you. And yet they were able to run the ball right up through them. What a, what a game, what a win for them. Big, big success. They get rewarded with playing the San Francisco 49ers the next week. And, and I tell you what, they sniffed out the trap already. They are not going to be asleep for this. They're not going to fall for that. They're also going to be super, super rested. They played Thursday the last week. Extra days added on for them. I, I see no way that Arizona overcomes this, but I'm not going to lock it in. Maybe you are. I'll take the Niners at home. Who you got? Yep. Officially lock it in. Just what you said. Trap games out of the way. 49ers, extra rest. They smacked around the Giants on Thursday night. That game was not close, but very surprised out of Arizona. You definitely called that out last week. I should have listened a little closer, but jumped on them immediately. Let, let, let the half, a, you know, two scores. Then Dak, when there was a chance at some sort of comeback, throws that red zone interception and just game over. So, but yes, this All right, will fa- be my lock of the week. Fantasy question here. Would you trade John uh, Connors this week? For Arizona, or would you hold on to him? 
I'm always a fan. Try to sell high, but sell high doesn't mean just like get a little bit of value. Sell high, like really, re- really go after it. Like some maybe maybe a couple uh, what you might think of as as insulting offers, and that way, if if they say no, they made the decision, and it, it's out of your hands. You're like, oh, well, I'll just keep them. You you guys you said no, so that's that's what I do. I, I don't own them in in uh in any leagues. I don't think. I'm just saying Arizona has been very competitive over the last couple of weeks. I don't think they're going to be very competitive this week, and eventually, I imagine this season will get out of hand. I don't think there's any – if it doesn't get out of hand, the other thing that's going to be uncomfortable, like what if this team continues to win a couple more games and then the Kyler Murray deadline starts coming around and it's like, wait a minute, we're over 500 without Kyler and, and Dobbs is – like they're not going to suddenly hand it off to Kyler, are they? I, I mean, that's super far down the road, but – Yeah, many- there's, there's, been no, there's been no news on Kyler, so I don't think that's even a concern right now. They're one and two. They've been competitive, though. Have they not been comp- like? All right, some teams. There's there's Owen, there's one and two teams, and then there's teams that have been competitive in the three games. Like they're they're fine. So, so what, do you want to put Carol or not Carol? You want to put the Cardinals and the Patriots in the possibly frisky category? Are there any other teams you want in that category? Kind of like Seattle. Okay, are they one and two as well? They're two and one. Uh, no, they don't belong. Yeah, let's see what other two and one teams are there. Uh, we got the Pats, Raiders. No, I mean, I guess it's uh, New Orleans is two and one. Uh, let's see what other one and twos. I got them all written down. Jacksonville's one and two. I'm not buying that. Tennessee's one and two. Cincinnati's one and two. That 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 has potential to be a turnaround, or at least to be what we kind of expected it to be. Yeah, that's a different category, though. I would say. Yeah. All right. You know what? It, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Moving on, Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets, the the media headquarters of New York City, just bringing as many eyeballs as they possibly can. The crowd's going to be there, and they're not even going to be there to see the teams play. They're going to be there to see some fan that's just there to see this, her boyfriend play, and that's that's going to be exciting too. Allegedly, it, do do you really? Uh, we could do this. You really want to do it? I, I didn't really want to get into it. I didn't think she deserved the attention. She's already got every single fan in the world. Did she really need our fans too? I mean. I, I I was more shocked on the football side of things. Adam Schefter put out a tweet like it was a trade or like it was a major injury that she was going to be in in the booth. Like are, this doesn't happen for for anybody else. I it's like I, I I was just I was very surprised. I get why the uh, why the broadcast went to it because there's not really much going on in that game, but it was more the the football around it that. I, I was I was very surprised. I thought it was going to be more 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 of the casuals, but no, it was like the premier football guys that were were bringing it up. And wow, it was it was very much talked about. I saw so many videos, so there was so much content. It is uh, it is interesting. You know, she's got a, a movie coming out, and it'll be interesting to see how how long the relationship lasts. And I'm not saying that that relationships can't end quickly, anyways. Like maybe this really is real, and then in a couple weeks, it's just not. That's that's not unusual, especially in superstar Hollywood relationships. You know, things age completely different. But I do. Have, I just I, don't get people being interested in other people's relationships, like especially people that they don't know. I it, it's it, it baffles me. What what doesn't baffle me is that the games that I imagine this short term relationship will will be is that she gets to see Kansas City face the Bears, and this week she gets to see Kansas City at the New York Jets. They are going to destroy. Like she's just going to think this is the most dominant team 
of all time. I, I have no idea what her her football like knowledge is and if she's even a fan at all. But she seemed into the games, and if she's going to be at the games, that that's how you act. So like I'm I'm fine with her being a football fan. If she's going to act like a football fan. She didn't act like she had no idea going on. She seemed genuinely interested in there. She, she seemed, seemed to be yeah. She seemed to be having a blast. So I I think. You know, all in all, we all love football. If more people want to love football, if Taylor Swift wants to love football, who am I to say not to? You know, this is this is good for football. I, I, she brings the biggest audience in the world. Nobody has a bigger following than her. So, like, if that, if we, can, maybe we can have more help in the dating world, being like, yes, I like Taylor Swift and football, and we're like, yes, we, we're perfect together now. This is this is great. Maybe there, <laughs> maybe there is hope for all of us. This is the new bonding. This is a short-term era right now, right? All the online internet dating right now. This is your 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 short window of saying I like Taylor Swift and football, and that makes sense. There's no way the Jets win this sense. game. No way the Jets win this week. I'm picking Kansas City. I can't think of anything to say that, uh, for a reason why the Jets would win. It's panic time for them. I, I don't know what else to say other than that. Uh, I'll take Kansas City on the road. Who you got? Yep, give me Kansas City. I'm not seeing anything out of Zach Wilson that. That I like uh, the coach and the team seems to be standing strong with him, but it, it just seems like a matter of time. I mean, they already brought in Aaron Rodgers to to replace him, so he was already expected to be a backup. He was expected to be a backup for a reason. I, I don't know who you bring in. I mean, it's always fun again. It's fun to mention the guys that are out of the league right now, but it's also like these guys are out of the league for a reason. So there could be maybe a guy comes in for a week, and oh, oh look at that, there's a little bit of spark, but. I don't think the situation is recoverable. Uh, lock, lock that up for me, too. I forgot to say that. That's my lock of the oh, week. Can- okay. Kansas City on the road. Lock it up. I mean, there's, there's no way Travis Kelsey's going to allow this team to lose with Taylor watching. It's just impossible. Like, you're forgetting the, the, the power of, of the girlfriend motivations. It's And when the girlfriend is that, you, you do anything. All right, it's, uh, moving on. Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. Only one Monday game, so we'll, we'll likely do the podcast next Monday, and we'll probably miss out on this, so... I, I, I like Seattle. I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about the New York Giants other than that they will be rested similar to the, the San Francisco 49ers with even one more day. Is, is This rest isn't enough for Saquon to come back, that, at least not that I'm imagining it is going to be the case. And, and, and Seattle had a better week last week. They beat up on the Carolina Panthers. It's certainly nothing to brag about, but, you know, Gino, Gino looked good. My prediction is here that the Seattle Seahawks will be up 14 nothing at some point, and that will just be like, oh, boy, here we go again, New York Giants struggles, and, and that'll probably be most of the game. I'm hoping that we actually see touchdowns on Monday is really what I'm asking for. So do you think we'll see some touchdowns, and do you think it'll be more by Seattle or New York? I think we will see touchdowns. I think it will be by Seattle. So give me the Seattle Seahawks. Well, those are our picks for the week. I, I – doesn't sound like we agreed on every single one here. I, I just hope one of us actually has a, a killer week and just crushes it so we can say, yes, knowledgeable, resourceful guys that, that really know what they're talking about. Uh, maybe we're just better at the fantasy game, of which I, I didn't have a great week. I put up a ton of points to, to no avail, which just wasn't enough. But I imagine you had some success. Uh, who were some of the fantasy heroes and zeros of your week? For fantasy zeros at quarterback, just talked about him. Daniel Jones, also Joe Burrow. Once again, I don't think I'm quite ready to take a victory lap, but I was pretty adamant at the beginning of the season to not grab Joe Burrow. For wide receivers, T. Higgins. At running back, you were on the receiving end of uh, this one, Derrick Henry. It is a problem, <laughs> and I don't know if it's going to get fixed. It sure looks like his backup is playing more than he is, and ooh, I'd be I'd be nervous. Top pick, uh, Joshua Kelly. 
a little bit more upset with uh, Austin Eckler because Austin Eckler got hurt. He's very much a fantasy guy, and so he's got his own show and said, Joshua Kelly's the guy. Joshua Kelly was not the guy. Uh, another backup, hoping to, you know, hit pay dirt. A.J. Dillon coming in for uh, a late scratch for Aaron Jones. Also, fantasy zero. And then the the last one, we have no tight ends, we have no kickers, is the Cowboys defense. If you had started them, you ended up with negative points. On the heroes side, lots of heroes. Lots of I don't even know if hero is quite the the, the word when you're putting up 40 and 50 points. That's just hero plus. But we have for wide receivers, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Mike Williams, oof, rough, rough one there. Uh, Keenan Allen. For running backs, we had Kenneth Walker and Raheem Mostert. And then for defense, we had the Bills. You might have been able to <laughs> just get a victory with the Bills. They had 30-plus points. That is a lot for a defense. You forgot one. Did you, Are you doing kickers? Uh, what? what? What kicker went off? I might have missed it. McPherson, last night. What did he put up? 22, 19 points, something? It was it was stupid. I lost two matchups based on his 19 yesterday, which means I was just up by a little. Like, if he just has an average 10-pointer, i probably win. But to go into the borderline 20s, high teens, it's a hell of a game. Goddamn. God, I blame Burrow because it's like, just get more touchdowns and you won't have to kick any more goddamn field goals. But I just need him healthy. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more of a singular case here, but... Not not great, not great. I, I'll give him a fantasy hero though, because uh, you get nineteen from a kicker. You're doing you're doing things right. All right, moving 19's, on. Nine, yeah, nineteen's an awful lot. Maybe maybe I just uh, maybe I missed that one. Uh, you fell asleep early. This I did too. I didn't watch the whole the whole game. I, I watched more of the highlights this morning. Uh, all right, that's that's our picks for this week. Make sure you subscri- subscribe and listen to us. Little column A, little column B. We're on YouTube, Spotify, wherever if you're on their streaming platform of whatever radio podcast stuff and follow zach on his x account which is wicked z-man 24 uh let's do a little nba talk before we get out of here the training camp for nba will be starting next week and there are still swirling rumors of trades going all over the place here damian lillard anticipated to be moved uh, still standing pretty strong on the miami heat preference Today and just earlier this week, there's the Toronto Raptors rumors that they are the front runner to get Damian Lillard. Now, I believe you already had a theory on all this and kind of sniffed this out. This is uh, what was this slow news day? Just, just what, what are we? Who's leveraging who here? What's to gain out of Toronto being leaked as the front runner to get Damian Lillard? Yes, I did not like this coming out. This is a complete smokescreen. This is totally coming from Miami. Miami has been waiting all summer. Dame has said more than once through his, just straight out through his agent, all the things I will only play for Miami, only trade to me to Miami. I won't go anywhere else. It was so blatant and so bad. The NBA came out and said, Hey man, you can't do this. This isn't good for competition. You know, we, we all get this kind of happens, but you can't just blatantly say this. So everyone has just gotten real quiet about it. All right, let's just go off the side. The reason is, is because Miami is not going to give up anywhere close and of course anytime you trade a star no you don't get full value all right that's pretty much what always happens but this it when tyler hero is the 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 jewel of it for damian lillard all right no that's crazy so now what is happening it's getting very close to training camp they want this done before the season starts they want you know all the teams to be where they're supposed to be so miami i'm so confident has leaked that toronto is the favorite 
And the reason that they leaked this is because now next week, when, you know, there's going to be some news coming out, you know, hey, look at new, new faces, new places, all, all the things. They're going to leak. Oh, Toronto is only offering, and it's going to be some, like, someone worse than, than Tyler Hero and two second-round picks. So that way Miami can turn around and go, hey, look at this is the market right now. This is the market, and we're all we're willing to offer this, and look how good this is in comparison. So that way, when it comes back around, they're going to be able to pull the trigger, and the NBA is going to try, but they're going to say, hey, no, look, look, Toronto was the, the front runner, but they, they didn't pony up, and we were willing to pony up. And it's going to be the same offer that was already discussed months ago. And ah, I don't like it when Miami's doing all this chicanery. It was an offer that I think was universally agreed to as not being good enough for Damian Lillard also. It, it, it may be a better offer than whatever ends up leaking from all this. The, the whole idea of being a front-runner to me, though, just baffles me more of what exactly is going on with the owners and the GMs of all this. Because perhaps I'm just living in a fantasy relation world where it, it, it is very easy to make a trade. It's like, hey, Zach, I'm going to propose this trade to you. And you're like, no. And you either send something back or you don't. I imagine in the league, it maybe takes a little bit longer to make it all official and all that, but the conversation is more or less of what we just said. It's, I'm going to offer you this, you say yes or no, and then you counter with what you do want, and we either say, no, that's way too much, sorry, we can't make come to a deal. Like, what, is, what does being a front-runner mean? It's like, we're going to have ongoing conversations, like, we're going to negotiate day by day, like, this is on strike or something? Like, I don't know, like, if you want to make a trade for somebody, it shouldn't be ongoing and a front-runner in, like, in the next upcoming weeks, it should be... I want, it's not I the want, MVP race. I want this guy, this today, right now, I want to make a deal. It shouldn't take more than a freaking hour to talk about the conversation to, to get it done. Like, this is just media rumors. I can't buy into this at all. I, I, I do think that there is a, an offer that the Toronto Raptors could, could give that would be worthy enough of, of trading for Lillard. But the idea that Toronto didn't want to re-sign Fred Van Vliet and that they are excited to then trade for Damian Lillard, it's like, well, you could have gave up nothing and just held on to an aging young guard that's expensive and, and, and an aging veteran guard like Fred Vliet. Like, Lillard's definitely better, but I don't know if you've sent, certainly improved your situation if you're Toronto by saying, no, nah, we'll let Fred go for nothing and we'll trade a lot more of our assets that we do like for Lillard to get back to a situation where we're still not competitors. It's, it's a sloppy situation. I don't know how he's going to find his way to Miami. The only thing I could think of with this rumor that could be beneficial is that they're going to need help from a third team. And Toronto could be that third team if they're willing. I don't know why they would be willing. I don't know why any team would be willing to help Miami land Damian Lillard, but it sounds like someone will inevitably. I don't think he's going to get moved before the, the season starts. I think the best thing Portland could do at this point is just try to destroy Miami's season as much as possible by trading him closer towards the deadline and, and trying to make that adjustment period worse. Like, what if, what if Lillard gets hurt in the first two weeks here stuck in Portland also, and then, then what? Then what happens? Then that gets really interesting. He, if he's not trained, do you think he's going to play? He seems like he's been pretty adamant that he's not going to play. I think he'll play. I don't know if he's going to go the, the Ben Simmons route or the James Harden route, or maybe he's got a whole unique route we, ha we haven't even thought about yet. Look, it, he's done – look, to, to, there is no real right way to ask for a trade, but if you ask me – He's gone about this the closest to the appropriate way you possibly could go what? about it. So, what are you talking about? 
He demanded to be traded to one team and one team only. How is that the right way to go about it? Because he didn't ask for the trade over the last 10 years suffering there, all right? He didn't even demand it. He declined it. He never answered the question. He stood strong. It wasn't until this year that they drafted essentially a replacement for him that he was like, all right, well, you got drafted a replacement. You didn't draft someone to play with me. You draft someone to play instead of me. I'm out. That seems like a mature way to move on and understand the situation you were in is no longer yours. And that's, that's the reality of it. It's no longer Dame's team. But all that being said, I don't think Dame is the guy that is going to hold out and not want to play basketball. He's missed plenty of time for injury. I think he truly still wants to play, and I think he likes being liked. He's going to show up and play. He's not going to hold out. It's, it's, it's the opposite of everything he's done over the last whatever years of his career if he sits out. It doesn't make any sense. All that just to get to Miami? Look, he's suffered plenty of years in Portland. He could suffer another if he has to. Oh, it, no. Basketball player paid millions of dollars to play basketball, suffering. Oh, oh, my heartstrings go out to this guy. Ah, oh, come on. You play the game, you sign the contracts. At the end of the contract, you can go somewhere else. You, you know, you, I guess you have every right to you know demand a trade. But just because you were you were you know you you followed the rules up until now, I don't think just gives you a, a blank check to just now say no, nope, I don't want to play unless I am traded to this place here. So. Well, training camp is going to start in one week, and so we will see if he shows up or not. Hey, we'll know real quick. Portland has showed zero interest in wanting to keep him either. They just want an offer that's worthy. It's not like they're like, no, Dame, we don't want to trade you. We want to keep you. That's fair. They, They should do what's best for their city. Yeah, that's also what's best for Dame. It's not just it's, it's going to work for everybody. All right. They're going to get the offer they want. It'll never be Miami in a third team with probably the Lakers getting some kicker and all of it, too. And it's, it's going to it always works out. All right. It's the NBA script. It, it, the script writing is, is very good. It's not like the NFL. All right. You can't you can't have all these Chargers and Minnesota games. All right? There's there's plenty of stuff lined up for it. It's it's going to happen. I think it'll happen closer to February than October. So that that's more of my prediction here. And the, the, the reason we're talking about it and the reason we don't need to get into anything more is we already hashed out the whole Damon and all that thing. There's nothing new to all this. The new thing is that Toronto is in the news and doesn't need to be in the news, and none of us need to be hearing about the news. It's it's, it's fine. Total smokescreen. Nobody worry about it. He's still headed to Miami. It's just a matter of when. All right. Uh, anything you want to add to the people out there? Just one one last thing, one quick thing. Uh, want to just you know, keep track of, uh, of my stats here. To be a fantasy hero, you have to score more than your 10 projected points. And Evan McPherson, he had 18 points. He was projected for 18 or he projected for 8.5. So that did not meet the criteria. It was awfully close, but did not meet the criteria. So I did not fall asleep. Personal case by case. Uh, very, very personal bias. Those 18 were a very brutal 18, all right? The last yeah. the last eight <laughs> were, were very soul-crushing of like, really? And the, the worst part is I had my – it was kicker versus kicker. I had the, the Philly guy. So I'm watching – I'm not even watching football. I'm watching for, the, like, the non-football plays to be like, oh, my God, please miss the kick. And it never happened. It happened once, and I got excited, and then it kicked him even more. It was, it was brutal. <laughs> brutal. Brutal way to lose. So, so I, you know, he may not be a hero in your mind, but he was a, certainly a hero against me last night. It sure was. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, sticking on the Monday schedule, and hopefully we'll have our picks – Let's let's take on Nate, man. We gotta catch up, right? This is gonna be the week. All right, sounds good. I like it. We'll be back.
column A, little column B.